Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee, and today's piece is called How to Invest in Zinc. The key industrial metal has struggled more than most. Will it recover soon? And as always, you can read today's article, you can listen to today's article, or as some like to do, you can read and listen at the same time. And before we begin today's piece, a quick reminder for those of you who might find themselves in the Scottish neck of the woods this August. I'm doing a show at the Edinburgh Fringe all about gold. It's from the 4th to the 20th of August at 2pm. Please come if you're in town and there is a link in the article where you can get tickets. Plus an added bit of history. It takes place in the room in which Adam Smith wrote Wealth of Nations. Hopefully I will see you there. And if you would like me to speak at your event or to advertise on these pages, please drop me a line. So copper, they say, is the metal with a PhD in economics. Gold, eternal and indestructible, will protect your wealth. It might even give you safe passage into the afterlife. At least that's what the ancient Egyptians thought. Zinc, on the other hand, stinks. That's the cruel verdict the poets of the investment world have bestowed on zinc and there's plenty of truth to the maxim. In the spring of 2022, zinc was flirting with $4,500 a tonne and here we are 14 months on and the price has almost halved. $2,400 a tonne at the time of writing. Not only does zinc stink, it sinks. It's a common story among metals, but zinc really has been bad. Amongst London Metals Exchange traded metals, only nickel has been worse. China's post-Covid bounce back was supposed to herald good times for metals investors. No such luck. Global demand for zinc fell by 4% last year, led by a decline of 6% in Chinese demand. The International Lead and Zinc Study Group forecasts supply shortfalls of 150,000 tonnes last October. But for the first four months of 2023, it's just reported that the global market for refined zinc was in surplus by 140,000 tonnes almost. That's probably why the price of zinc keeps sinking. Zinc stockpiles at the London Metals Exchange were low at the start of the year, equivalent to less than two days' worth of global consumption. And while stockpiles are low, there's always a chance of supply shortages and then price spikes. But they have since quadrupled and spreads suggest further inventory is expected. It's hard to be bullish when there is no shortage of supply and no unusually large demand. And for your information, in the article I've got a chart showing 50 years of zinc prices and All that being said, there's a clear long-term trend since 2000 of higher lows. Just over 4,500 tonnes was the all-time high in 2008 during a decade in which all raw materials boomed. Uh, In that chart, you can see the barren commodities depression of the 90s, by the end of which zinc had slid to $750 a tonne. The incredible boom of the noughties, more depression between 2011 and 2015. 2016 and 17 were good years for zinc. By then, there was a considerable shortage in supply. Exploration and development budgets had been slashed almost to zero and there were genuine shortages of the metal. But things then turned down again in 2018, leading to an eventual low in 2020 at the height of the Covid panic below $2,000 a tonne. It fell pretty much in tandem with emerging markets, as is often the way with commodities. Much of zinc's poor performance can be explained by its ties with steel. Zinc was caught in the crossfire of trade wars and in particular the tariffs on steel products. 
Coming out of 2020, however, it had a bonanza run, eventually peaking in early 2022 with quite some spike caused by Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. We were back near $4,500 a tonne. Since then, we've been in near freefall and it would appear that the 2020 lows at $2,000 a tonne are beckoning again. Around $2,400 a tonne, however, most mines do not make money. Many actually lose. And a prolonged period around these levels will trigger output cuts. It's already starting to happen. For example, Sweden's Boliden recently put its cash flow negative Tara mine in Ireland under maintenance. 650 workers laid off. Closing a mine is not only damaging to communities, it is expensive. And such decisions are not taken lightly. But stinking zinc has its first victim. Tara is Europe's largest zinc mine, the eighth largest in the world. Other mines will probably have to close too. There are thought to be 22 significant zinc mines outside China, including Tara, with all-in sustaining costs higher than $2,400 a tonne. This will lead to a shortage of supply and eventually price rises, and thus does the mining cycle of life and death continue to turn. First isolated in India around the year 1300, much earlier than in Europe, zinc is now the fourth most used industrial metal in the world after copper, iron and aluminium. Its main use is in the construction industry, uh, the frames of buildings, bridges, roofs, staircases, beams and piping all contain zinc. A coating of zinc over iron or steel protects the metal beneath from rusting. It's also used in alloys, brass and bronze, in compounds with a range of applications, particularly in batteries from everyday double and triple A's to silver zinc batteries, in aerospace and increasingly in fertiliser. Around 60% of zinc usage is in the form of galvanised steel, which is widely used in the construction and automotive sectors. That's where demand has been weak. There is also a narrative emerging around zinc battery storage. Zinc batteries offer a wider operating temperature range, longer life and a lower cost per kilowatt hour than today's leading batteries, including lithium. The market for zinc is worth around $35 billion a year. Numbers like that can be difficult to fathom, so to put $35 billion in some kind of perspective, that's around double the size of the lead and silver markets, but about a fifth of the size of the copper market. You guessed it, China is by some margin the world's largest producer, 33% of production. It's the world's largest refiner and the world's largest consumer. After China, the next biggest producers are Peru, Australia, India, the US and Mexico. Australia, however, has by some margin the largest reserves. Just below 40% of worldwide zinc production derives from recycled or secondary zinc, especially from galvanised steel and batteries, galvanised Steel tends to have a very long shelf life and it's a tight market so it doesn't take a lot to knock it off balance but both supply and demand have been pretty much in tandem this last decade apart from a wobble in 2016-2017. Zinc's time will come but I'm of the view that now is not that time. That said, fortune favours the prepared. Bear markets are the time to get ready, to do your research, to work out the best ways to play the zinc game so that you're ready to pull the trigger when we reach that inevitable point when demand increases and there is not the supply to meet it. So how to invest in zinc? There are a range of ways. Wisdom Tree offers a London-listed ETF, LSCZINC, or you can spread bet the price, which has its own considerable risks attached, and I'd avoid doing that unless you know what you're doing. The large miners are another option, but none are pure plays. 
Glencore is by some margin the world's largest producer, followed by Hindustan Zinc, Tech Resources and Zijin Mining. BHP Billiton, Vedanta and Sweden's Bolladin are also other options and there are tickers uh, for all of those in the article. The largest mine in the world is in Algeria, the Gazouette Mine. Tech owns the next largest, the Red Dog Mine in Alaska. Vedanta owned two of the top ten, the Rampura Agucha Mine in Rajasthan, India, and the Gamsbird Project in Northern Cape, South Africa. Glencore also have has two of the top ten, the Mount Isa Zinc Mine in Queensland, Australia, and the MacArthur River Mine in Northern Territory, Australia. As zinc so often occurs with lead and silver, the largest silver producers often have significant zinc byproduct and vice versa. In the world of junior mining, there's no shortage of zinc plays. I have some legacy shares in dual-listed Solitario Zinc, but the stock has gone to sleep. It has good high-grade projects in Peru and Alaska, both in partnership with majors, and as a result, neither have been developed. To be fair, management has kept the share structure tight at 9% ownership as plenty of skin in the game and there is a reasonable cash position. It's now working on developing a gold project that's promising but you get the impression the project might have been brought in to justify the existence of management while its zinc properties are on hold. I recently attended a gold show in Germany, the Deutsche Goldmesse, and saw one of the best presentations by a zinc company that I've seen by any company for some time and I'll be covering that in my next best in class thank you very much for listening um please rate us and review us on itunes or apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts i gather ratings and reviews help they're also very good for my uh, fast declining ego and if you're interested in buying gold to protect yourself in these uncertain times my current recommended bullion dealer in the uk is the pure gold company and if you do get in touch with them tell them i sent to you and there's a link at the bottom of my article until next time thank you very much for listening hopefully see you in edinburgh goodbye